Hello, and welcome back to the Good Fucking Energy Podcast. My name is Brooke. I am your host, and I'm so happy to be back sitting here recording this podcast episode with you today. I'm so excited for this podcast episode. I'm really excited about what we're going to be talking about, and all of these topics that we're going to discuss have been so present in my life lately. So I just had to, of course, share these tips with you. I'm coming back after I think like a week and a half off from podcasting. There's been a lot going on on a personal level in my life and with my family, my my small family, me and my boyfriend. My boyfriend was away on a trip for work and came home early with COVID. So didn't know he was bringing home COVID, knew he was sick, took a test. It was COVID. And also, sadly, that same week, he lost a really close friend. So we have just been relaxing, feeling, healing on many levels And I've just been a support there with him through all of it. So that's kind of where I've been. Of course, you know, I think it's important that we, all of us in our own lives, make sure that we prioritize above work or any other responsibilities or things that we feel like we have to or should do, that we put our personal lives first, that we put our well-being and the well-being of the people that we love first. And if that means, you know, needing to take a break from certain things in your life or slow down a bit, I think that that is something that we all need to support each other in doing more. Because at the end of the day, Your work will always be waiting for you. Your responsibilities, they'll always be there. That to-do list, you can come back to. But there's moments in life, there's things that happen that need an immediate response and attention from you and need your presence, need your heart in it. And it's important that we are able to show up fully in those moments and also make sure that we're properly filling our own cup and taking care of ourselves so that we can show up fully for ourselves as we need and also for those that we love in times of need. Personally, also, I've been going through a bit of a, I don't know what else to call it other than kind of like an evolutionary period in my life. I I feel like I go through these a lot. I think that that is kind of the journey of somebody who is on a spiritual evolution path of life, who's always seeking to evolve and grow and do better. And after my first like major reprogramming of my mind, of my life, and up-leveling into where I am now, I really kind of settled into there and was comfortable there for a little. And now I've been feeling another urge to really 
reinvent my life again. And although I've been doing that over the course of the last couple of years, you know, constantly kind of up leveling and pushing myself, I've just felt this call to take it back to the basics, you could say, back to the start. And so many weird synchronicities in my life, even I think before I consciously realized this was what I was doing or what I was being called to do, I now am able to look back and see these weird synchronicities of things happening that happened also in another time of my life in 2020 when I really first dove deep into the journey, the path that I'm on now that has led to all of this. I started educating myself on the subconscious mind, diving deeper into my spirituality. Just these weird synchronicities, these parallel experiences have been happening that were also happening at that time. And I don't, I honestly can't explain it. It's almost like being in a very simulation experience. Like I'm, I'm a little, not freaked out, that's not the right word, but kind of weirded out by it. I'm just like, this is oddly parallel to the experiences that happened to me at that time. Now, that time was also, so far in my life, the greatest catalyst of change in my life that really, and you know, change and transformation happens over time and Hindsight is 2020. I can look back now and see the root causes of this change and how it developed over time and how I was led and guided through a complete total transformation. But I'd say that was the that was the peak of it all was this certain time period. That's where things really started to gain momentum. And after kind of reflecting a bit on that time over this past weekend while my boyfriend was out of town I went to go look for a recipe that was in my archive photos on my Arcanum Life account and I saw my old posts my old archived posts and it just really reminded me of that time and where I was at what I was doing even the fact that like I randomly wanted to make these lemon bars that I had to go into my archives to find the recipe for. It's just, everything is so parallel to what was happening at that time. Us having COVID, many other things that are just a little bit odd, to be honest. But I really started to reflect on how far I've come, the changes that I've made, And have this immense sense of gratitude for the work that I put in at that time and the self-development that I was doing and the way that I made it a part of every moment, every inch of my life. Like I was very, very on my shit at that time. And as I've been feeling a bit kind of... I think this happens to all of us when we just kind of start to feel that inkling where you get a little bit uncomfortable in your current life. And we can look at this from 
multiple perspectives. One may be negative where you are feeling frustrated with your life and feeling stagnant. Maybe you don't even realize that you're feeling stagnant, but you just feel frustrated and you just aren't happy with where you're at. Or you can take this little pull that you're feeling and take it for what I like to see it as, which is a call that more is waiting for you and it's time. It's time for you to up-level, to meet it, to become that version of you that you need to be to achieve that next level, to make that next level life your reality. So as I've been feeling a little bit hard to, it's hard to put into words, but kind of uncomfortable in my current life, starting to find things that maybe I used to enjoy or feel comfort in or things that used to work for me and now wanting something different, just kind of yearning for more, I realized and at this moment that I was reflecting on my past, feeling gratitude for that work, seeing the parallels of this current experience, I had an epiphany, you could call it, that I am at that pinnacle point of a new beginning, of creating something new, of creating the foundations for where I'm going to go next, and that it's time for me to really up-level and not just in one area of my life, but my life as a whole. At the same time, I also am for the first time in quite a while, just feeling this gratitude and seeing how far I've come. I tend to not look at how far I've come or I guess appreciate myself or give myself enough credit for what I've done, what I've accomplished. And I'm always kind of admittedly a little hard on myself. And I'm really beginning to have this new sense of compassion for myself, gratitude for myself, and viewing myself now instead of having to have it all figured out as the person who got from point A to point B so knows the things, I'm allowing myself to be a beginner again allowing myself to step back into that mindset of curiosity that I was in in 2020 where I didn't know anything and I was learning so much for the first time and changing, really consciously changing my life, up-leveling my life, changing my mind for the first time. I'm stepping back into that identity and having that level of patience and compassion for myself because I really think that that is where the most effective change lies in really being completely raw and honest with ourselves and being the non-judgmental observer of our lives. I think for some of us who maybe are in the position of being a teacher or a, a guide of something or have quote unquote mastered something, we expect ourselves to already know all the things. But the truth is, is we're often so blind to our own faults, to where we are blocking our own selves, 
to what we actually need. And maybe we can coach somebody else through it, but ourselves, we can't just expect to know and to automatically do the things needed to have the breakthroughs to get to the next level. Sometimes we got to take it back to the bare basics and re-implement those teachings that we want to think we've mastered, but there's always more work to do there, right? To get to that next place, we've got to sometimes go back to what we did prior to get to point B in the first place. So that's really where I'm at. I know it's a bit confusing to explain, but I've just, everything is aligning in my life and hopefully I have more words to put to this and more explanation for this in the coming weeks or months. But right now I'm in it. So I can't see it clearly, but I can see that I'm just being really guided and by the signs and synchronicities that are aligning, it's just oddly familiar. And it just really feels like I'm being pushed to go back to the basics, go back to the start and put myself at this level through what got me to this level in the first place in order to get to that next level. Funny enough, I pulled a tarot card for this podcast episode because I just wanted to see if there was any guidance to come through and share with you guys before I get into the tips I'm about to share. And the tips that I'm sharing today are the tips that I have been, the mindsets and the concepts that I've really been re-implementing into my life and reminding myself of as I go through this next level of change, going back to the basics, but applying them in a new way with the knowledge that I now have. So I pulled a card to see if there was anything, you know, that needed to come through to share that might help with this knowledge that I'm about to share with you. And I pulled the page of coins. This card reminds us that although we may have certain processes that we've found to be effective in our lives, we may have certain strategies, certain routines, habits, ways of doing things, it's important that we don't get too stagnant in them and too reliant on them and essentially become lazy in just going about the same old, same old. It's important that we still seek new things, new experiences, new ways of doing things. Because often what got you here isn't going to get you where you're going next. Now, I know that I just said I'm bringing it back to the basics. So that would be me, you know, going back to what got me here to go where I'm going next. But there's a different way to apply the basics when you are applying them from a beginner's mindset versus the mindset of, I already know that. I've heard that before. I've done that before. You hear this advice, you hear these principles, you hear these tips, and you just think, Well, I already know that. Yeah, I've done that. But it's different to know it and to truly apply it and to apply it with intention and the knowledge of yourself at this current level 
versus where you were before. How this applies to me and how it may apply to you and what I'm really seeing in my current life is the routines, the strategies, the ways of doing things that have come from these basic principles that I am now revisiting, that I've built and created from these basic principles and that have created this support system that has enabled me to reach the level that I'm at, These, this support system that I created helped me reach the level that I'm at. These routines, these habits, this, these ways of doing things, of being, these beliefs, these mindsets, all of this, all that I have reprogrammed and created as the framework to guide me here So when I continue to apply these same beliefs, these same mindsets, these same ways of doing things, they're keeping me here. What got you here won't get you to where you're going next. It's important to be open to seeing things differently again, to reinventing your framework for life, your vision, your goals, the mindsets that you live by, the beliefs that you hold your habits, your routines, your identity. Creating this framework and understanding the basic principles of reprogramming or setting new intentions and goals and creating a new identity and the supportive beliefs and mindsets of that, those are the basics that I'm talking about that I am returning to now. What goes within that, right? The context of that, what those exact beliefs, mindsets, and identities are, are what needs to change. I teach in my manifestation course, Align and Attract, that that course is more than a manifestation course, but it's the only manifestation course you'll ever need. It is all-encompassing for your spiritual growth, your physical growth, how you will continue to up-level and create the dream life that is aligned to you at each next up-level again and again. What's taught in that course doesn't change, right? Like when you come back to that course for a second time or a third time or a fourth time because you're ready to up-level your life again, the content of the course, the principles and the steps taught are not changing, but the details in which you apply to it do. So as people who are on this spiritual path, this journey to ever-evolving and growing and improving, we may be tempted when we hear the same principles, the same tips, the same concepts again and again to just think, I know that. Yeah, I've done that. I've applied that already. But have you applied it as the new you that you are now? Because you are not the same person that you were when you first applied these principles. We need to be cautious of not being in a state of, I already know. And having that beginner's mindset Yes, we can have our routines and our habits that are effective for us, and we can hold on to those as long as they serve us, but we need to be cautious that we are still being open to new innovation, that we are still being teachable, that we are still applying 
these principles in new ways that will help us to up-level from the place that we are at now, not just continuing to apply those same new beliefs or mindsets or perceptions or habits or routines that, yes, served us when we were first beginning, but may be keeping us stagnant now. So I'm just so glad that I did that little reading because that completely help to add to the framework of what we're going to talk about and really preface what we're about to dive into because some of these tips you may have heard, you may have applied them before, but I want you to go into this hearing it with a fresh set of ears and applying these teachings in a way that will serve you as who you are now being the person who has already evolved from who you started out as when you entered on your spiritual journey. You're a different person now, and so these teachings need to be applied in a different way now. Quickly, while we are on the topic of tarot, I just want to throw out there because it's been so wild lately. I've been seeing so many of these. Like I get so many DMs every single day that this is happening to you guys. So I just want to say it on the podcast to give a little PSA. If you get a DM from what you think is me DMing you for a reading and asking you for a donation, it's not fucking me. (laughs) That is not me. One, I would never do that. Two, I don't do tarot readings for anybody. It's more something that I do Personally, I do it before my client calls. Sometimes I'll share it with you guys on Instagram, like on my stories. I'll do like a collective reading. I haven't done that in a while. I'll do it, you know, for friends, family, or as I said, clients, maybe before I do like a Q&A call for a line and attract, things like that. But I'm never going to DM you and be like, hey, do you want a reading? send me money and I'll give you a reading. Like that is not going to happen. So if you get a DM from an account, if you get followed from account, that isn't me. (laughs) And just in case you don't know, my account is at Arcanum Life. Be sure to double check the spelling. It's A-R-C-A-N-U-M-L-I-F-E because I've been seeing these fake accounts with like a double N or a double M where it looks almost exactly the same. And they've even like bought followers or gotten followers. So they have like a large following count. They steal all my photos. They make it look like my exact account, but it's not me. So please just double check um, and reports, block them Instagram isn't really doing a lot about them right now, but I've literally had to get lawyers involved for this. So (laughs) we're working on it. But in the meantime, I'm really sorry for anybody who has been scammed out of their money for a fake reading. If you get reached out to report and block, it's not me. I also think you guys know my tone of voice and this person talks in a way. I mean, there's multiple accounts. There's like five. These people talk in ways that I just totally don't. So (laughs) just if anybody DMs you asking for money for a reading, whether it's my account or another account, please just be very cautious because I don't really think that anybody that I know in this space, any spiritual teachers or influencers would do that. So 
better to be safe and just avoid it completely. I do really want to continue to do more tarot readings for the podcast though. I think that it really adds a good framework for whatever we dive into and also helps me to give you guys some channeled advice for how to maybe receive the message or how to make sure that you are implementing it to get the greatest effect. I just have been using tarot a lot lately and returning to that as a part of my daily practice just for some guidance and doing readings also, larger readings as I feel called to. And it's just been so, so crazy spot on for me lately. So yeah, I want to share that with you guys as well. But again, I will never be sharing it with you through DMs. So just completely avoid that, (laughs) please. So with all of that said, let's go ahead and get into some of these tips that I have for you guys today. Again, I just wanted to share some kind of mindset shifts, perceptions, just these breakthroughs that I have had before that I've been remembering lately and reapplying to myself now that have been giving me the greatest effect, the greatest results, really changing how I've been seeing things. And again, these are things that maybe we have heard before, but I'm seeing them and understanding them and applying them in a different way now. It's hitting different, (laughs) for lack of a better word. It's just hitting different. I've just returned to these principles in a way that I'm not just thinking and looking at them like, oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really seeing it with a fresh set of eyes, like it's my first fucking time hearing this valuable knowledge and applying it to my life. And that's how I want you to listen to these tips as well. So tip number one that I have for you is to drop the when I blank then I will blank mindset. If you aren't familiar with what I'm even saying by this, (laughs) how often do you tell yourself, when I have this thing, when I accomplish this thing, when I finally am this way, then I will be happy, be proud of myself, let myself enjoy life, let myself take a break. When we live by the when I, then I type mindset, we are always putting what we want out at a future place. So we're always keeping it just out of reach of ourselves. So let me give like a common example of this. I feel like people are often saying like, when I have, let's say, a million dollars in the bank, then I will feel abundant. Then I will be happy. Then I will be at peace. We can flip this and collapse the time and the space that keeps us from experiencing that happiness, that peace, that abundance by deciding that now Once I embody the states of already being abundant, happy, and at peace, then I will have the a million dollars. 
We think it is the experiences outside of us that create what we experience inside of us, but really what we experience inside of us is what will create the experiences outside of us. So we must start first with allowing ourselves to feel now what it is that we think that that external experience or that thing or that dollar amount will bring to us. When we continue to live and experience life based on these conditions that we set for ourselves, we really limit ourselves from enjoying and being present in the now. And I've shared this many times and I'll share it again, but the now is where we create from. That is the only place that we can create from is this present moment. Each present moment is valuable and holds so much power for you to create whatever desired future it is that you want. But if we continue to follow these conditions that we create for ourselves, then we just continue to prolong our actual experience of that thing that we desire. When you catch yourself doing something like this, for example, let's use another common one like when I lose 10 pounds, then I will love my body. Flip it immediately and decide I love my body and this is what is going to enable me to lose 10 pounds and it will. Think about how it works on an even practical, logical level. When you are loving yourself and you are loving your body, you are naturally going to feel more inclined to eat healthier, eat in a way that makes you feel good. Work out, exercise, because you are taking care of yourself. You are loving yourself through the way that you are moving, through the way that you are fueling yourself, through the way that you are viewing your body as well. You aren't looking at yourself in the mirror, telling yourself all these negative affirmations that are just re-implementing your current state or how you view your current state as. You are now telling yourself more encouraging affirmations that are subconsciously creating and preparing your body and your mind for new outcomes in your physical reality. With the abundance example, when you begin now behaving in an abundant way, feeling abundant now, seeking abundance around you, letting yourself feel happy now, letting yourself be at peace now and regulating your body into these feelings, the byproduct of that is inevitably going to be you creating and attracting more abundance into your life. You are pre-programming your mind and body into a state of receiving, seeking out, and creating more abundance by now going beyond what your physical reality may tell you and internally already experiencing that abundance, that joy, and that peace. This is one of the most powerful shifts that you can make in any area of your life is to look at where you are still keeping yourself in that just out of reach place with your goals by putting them in a conditional format of when I, then I. To break it down into a really practical and understandable example that might really help this hit home for you, 
think about saying it in a way like if you were to say, when I am a doctor, then I will learn all that there is to learn in med school. No, you're going to learn everything first and then become the doctor. So you must do the learning, the pre-programming, the experiencing of all of it now for it to then become your reality, who you actually are and what you are actually experiencing in reality. You must first do the work internally, learn it and pre-program it first. Now I want to note here, because this has been something that has been coming up a lot for me, that when you decide to experience a new reality, whether you are just deciding to tap into a new energy, embody a new way of being, or you are feeling into these new experiences in order to obtain a goal, for example, in this experience of when I blank, then I will blank. First doing the things that you want to experience, learning them now, feeling them now in order to achieve that goal. When you are tapping into these new emotions, these new feelings, these new experiences, these mindsets and beliefs or perceptions of reality, at first, you may feel good with it. You may be able to tap into it, but you need to have consistent awareness and really watch yourself because you have likely become so accustomed to a certain way of feeling, a certain way of being, of believing, of thinking, of seeing the world that your autopilot, your habitual ways of being will eventually kick back in and you will need to again resettle yourself into that new identity, that new way of being, that new way of seeing and experiencing the world. Your subconscious programs are going to fight you on it. They are. You will always be pulled back into that familiar quote unquote comfort zone that your subconscious runs automatically on. The beliefs, mindsets, perceptions, ideas of the world, identities that we've held for long enough time are what become automatic to us. It becomes familiar. It becomes comfortable to us, although it may be very actually uncomfortable to our conscious mind. It is comfortable to our subconscious programming. It's just what we've done before. It's what we know. When we are deciding to change our way of being, of experiencing the world, of feeling, we are going to come across this resistance. We're going to try to be pulled back into our old ways. And our subconscious mind, our ego has a very, very tricky way of doing this that we are often very blind to. That's really where continuing to have that present awareness comes in handy because then you can continue to check in with yourself and ask if you are living in alignment with your old ways of being or if you are continuing to implement these new feelings. And it's not always easy. It's a lot easier said than done. It takes some work and it might feel like an internal struggle for a bit. That's something that I've been currently dealing with and I will definitely love to share more on a whole other episode. But regulating a new way of experiencing life 
when my body is used to chaos, to be honest, is used to chaos, is used to overwhelm. And that's almost my, as uncomfortable as it is, it is my subconscious comfort zone that my subconscious mind tries to return to. So as I'm implementing this new way of experiencing life, I'm really having to fight myself from trying to pull myself subconsciously into those old ways of thinking and of feeling and continue to catch it as it comes up and regulate myself into this new way of being. Because I have decided that I am now living and being and embodying the energy that I want to feel in that next phase of life that I'm creating now, but I'm not waiting for that next phase of life to be my reality until I feel these feelings. I'm feeling them now, regulating them now, and that next goal, those manifestations that I'm working towards now will inevitably become my reality. Hope that makes sense, (laughs) but that is a big one. And if you can just bring awareness into any area of your life that you're continuing to put your happiness, your peace, the ways that you want to feel and experience the world out at a conditional point based on what you first accomplish or have physically in this reality, you're just continuing to push it out and push it out further and further. So bring awareness to that. Check in where you may be doing that in any area of your life and flip it beginning to embody and allowing yourself the permission to experience those feelings now without the condition of having to achieve something in order to feel fucking good. My next tip, this is one that I heard. I remember when I first heard this, it was actually on one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, The Skinny Confidential. And I remember that they gave the advice to just start. This was a long time ago. And the first time I heard this advice, I kind of didn't take it seriously because I was like, well, how do you just start? That doesn't sound smart. It doesn't sound smart to just start without a plan or without you know a whole mock-up strategy of how you're going to get from point A to point B. But I did eventually end up just starting with everything in my life and applied that knowledge and just kind of blindly trusted it. You know, they, Lauren and Michael, who are the hosts of the Skinny Confidential, I was like, okay, they're successful. They must know better than me. And that phrase, just start, just continued to ring in my head. So I just started. I just started with Arcanum. I just started with creating jewelry. I just started with having a crystal shop. I just started with coaching and showing up online and podcasting, just everything that I've done. I just did it because I just started. I stopped waiting for this master plan to come to my mind and just took that first step. That doesn't mean that I don't have a strategy or that I don't have plans. If you know me, if you've listened to this podcast, if you follow any of my content, you know I am a nerd for a good plan, for a good strategy, and I totally believe in the balance of that masculine structure and the feminine flow and the importance and the value 
of the masculine structure to hold the feminine so that you can actually flow and feel safe in doing so. But that first step is always the hardest. And once you take that first step, once you actually get skin in the game, you have so much more motivation to keep going with it. It's so easy to continue to put something off when you haven't taken that initial first step into it. But once you have taken that first step, once you've done that first thing, you feel much more responsible to continue with it. You continue to build this momentum and the plan comes together. That's when you actually feel even a push to put together a plan or a strategy. Otherwise, you'll just continue to tell yourself that you'll get to it later. You'll do it later. Actually, with even starting this podcast, it was something that I continued to put off and continued to tell myself, I'll start a podcast eventually, I'll do it eventually, until one day, I just ordered a mic. And I was like, I'll have this mic here so that one day, when it feels right, when I finally decide to do it, I already have the mic and all I have to do is plug it into my laptop. I had the mic for a couple months and then continued to just kind of put it off. And then I told myself, record one episode. Do one episode and you don't have to show up for another week or two weeks or a month. Don't commit to any time frame of doing it. Just put something out there. And I put something out there and I've just continued to do it since then. But it all started with me just deciding to fucking do it and stop waiting for the perfect scenario, the perfect environment to begin. There is never a perfect time. You will always be able to find excuses or reasons to put something off for another day. And again, your subconscious mind, your ego that is going to try to keep you in the familiar, in the comfort zone is going to be really fucking good at reasoning and rationalizing with you on why tomorrow or next week or next month is a better time for you to start. Think about when you're on a health journey and you continue to tell yourself like, oh, I already fucked up today. I'll start tomorrow or I'll start on Monday. Start right now. Again, the only moment that we can create from is now. The most powerful moment that we have is the present moment. So create it all from now. You don't have to wait till tomorrow to start something. Decide now how you're going to be different, how you're going to see the world different how you're going to move different, the things that you're going to do that you want to do, but you've continued to put off and just do it now. Take that first step and the momentum will build. That strategy will come. The plans will become clearer to you, but you need to take that first step. Also, energetically, this shows to the universe that you're serious about what you're doing. I always see in my students in Align and Attract that From the moment that they enroll in the course, things begin to realign and change in their life because they've put skin in the game, because they've decided that they're ready. That energy behind their decision and the action that they take in the direction of where they actually want to go already begins building energetic momentum behind them in helping them to create what it is that they want to create or attract what they want to attract because they're putting energy towards it. They took that first step. So things already begin to fall into place. They aren't continuing to tell themselves, 
I'll do it next year or I'll do it next month or I'll take this seriously at a later date. They're beginning now and the universe responds to that. The universe responds to our action, not our ideas of wanting to take action in the future. It responds when we take action now, when we do the things now. Something that I wanted to mention here that I've been guilty of and have recently really been working to change and have seen a really positive result and effect from is when the inspiration hits, when the ideas come to you, don't continue to put them off and say that you'll get to it later. When that idea, that creative hit comes to you, when it's the freshest is when it's the most potent and when it can come through you in the most powerful way. So for me, let's say it would be an idea for a TikTok or a podcast or an Instagram post or a new course or something that I want to start working on. Instead of putting it, you know, out into the future and being like, yeah, I'll come back to that idea later. I do my best to let that idea, that inspiration flow through me in the most complete way that I can in that moment. So I've started getting more organized with my phone notes and creating different folders for different things, whether it's an idea, again, like I said, for a podcast episode, a TikTok, an Instagram post, a course, whatever it is, I let that idea, I pull out my phone, I go to the right folder, and I create a post, a note for whatever that idea is that's flowing through me, and I allow it to flow through me in the moment. And even better, if you're actually able to execute on it, if you're actually able to do that thing, create that thing, go where you're feeling called to go, whatever it is, even better. Go and do it when the inspiration hits you. That is when it is the most potent. I've also always been really guilty of thinking of things, let's say that like I want to order or things that I want to do. And then I'll continue to tell myself, oh yeah, like I'll do that later. I'll do that later. And then you just forget So I now, and being ADHD, this is why I always didn't do this because I was like, well, if I let myself get distracted with one thing, I'll just continue to spiral. But I've just gotten good at pausing, doing whatever hits me if I'm thinking that I need to, like I said, something's coming through me as an idea or I want to order something. Say there's a book that somebody recommends to me instead of telling myself, oh, I'll order it later. I'm going to order it right fucking now. I'm going to do the thing right fucking now. I'm going to let that channeled idea, that inspiration flow through me right now, because that's when it's coming to me. That's when I'm receiving it. And if I put it off, it's not going to hit the same. Stop saying you're going to do things and actually do them. You will see such a difference in your life. And I feel that the universe rewards this kind of behavior when you are taking these inspirational hits and you're actually utilizing them rather than kind of trying to silence them and put them off to later. Another concept that I have been really returning to and letting impact me in a new way as if I'm hearing it for the first time again, although this is a concept, this is one of the first concepts that I contribute to really inspiring me and empowering me to begin on this path. And that is that there is no failure. There's only feedback. And 
subconsciously, I, I remember hearing this initially in my neurolinguistic programming course when I first took it back in 2020. And this really hit me because I think subconsciously, I was always afraid of failing. I was afraid of failure. So, and I think that most of us are. And because of this fear, we don't really put ourselves in the position to possibly fail, to not reach the potential or the goals that we aim to reach. But if we never put ourselves in a position where failure is a possibility, we also never put ourselves in the position where winning, where achieving what it is that we want to win or achieve is a possibility either. We again fall victim to that trap of staying in our familiar quote unquote comfort zone. So when I heard this, that there is no failure, there is only feedback, this changed everything for me because nobody wants to fail, right? But if you can understand that it's only a failure if you let it be a failure, if instead you allow it to teach you, to enable you to grow so that you can then do things from a smarter point of view from experience, learn from the experience that you've had and implement those teachings for when you try again, then that quote unquote failure actually becomes the feedback that will enable you to succeed and succeed better the second or third or fourth try than you ever could have the first try without gaining that proper and important knowledge and experience. When things don't work out for you the way that you want them to, when you try something new and you don't get the result that you want, instead of immediately writing it off as a failure, letting it mean something about you, mean that you have failed, that you aren't good enough, look at the situation from a completely unbiased perspective Remove your personal connection to it. Have complete compassion for yourself and be the non-judgmental observer of that experience to ask yourself what went right and what could have gone better. What can you do differently next time? How can you improve? How can you prepare yourself better? Now this perceived failure becomes a really valuable learning experience that you're able to grow from. I assure you that the most successful people in the world did not succeed on their first try. Many people who have million, billion dollar businesses That was not their first business plan. That was not their first idea. That was not their first shot at being successful. They tried many things often before that million dollar idea came through, before that billion dollar business was built. And every successful person, if you go and listen to a business podcast that interviews success people and ask them about their stories, all of these successful people have gratitude for their past failures, 
for the things that didn't work out for them originally the way that they had wanted them to because they taught them the most valuable lessons that no book, no teacher, nothing could possibly teach them other than personally living, experiencing, and growing from it themselves. When you adopt this mindset, you no longer fear failing because there is no failing. Even if things don't work out the way that you want them to work out initially, that is all really valuable knowledge for you to get excited about because that means that you get to go back to the drawing board, look at the results that you've gotten, and create a new plan that's going to be even greater than the initial plan because you have this lived experience now. This mindset is what enabled me, empowered me to begin my coaching business, to start helping people to show up online, to create my jewelry brand. Everything that I created was based off of learning this mindset because it completely got rid of my fear of failing. To me now, there is no failing. And this is something that I've kind of forgotten over the past couple years. I've forgotten that it's okay to be a beginner And it's so okay to not have the exact result that you want from the start and to still try the things without fear of it not going the way that you want it to go because whatever result you do get, you are able to learn and grow from and build something even greater out of. Going off this mindset is another really powerful one, which is to stop letting things mean something about you. If things don't go the way that you had planned, that doesn't mean anything about you or what you are actually capable of or your potential or what you get to experience in this life. Where you came from, your upbringing, what your parents were able to achieve does not mean anything about you unless we let it mean something about us. The only meaning anything has is the meaning that we give to it. We can choose to allow that, let's say, because we failed English in eighth grade and our teacher told us that we were a bad writer, we can let that mean for us, for the rest of our life, that we aren't good at writing, that we aren't good at telling stories, that we aren't good at public speaking, whatever. Or we can shake that off, let it go, and decide that maybe that teacher just didn't like us. Maybe that class just wasn't for us. Maybe the structure of that curriculum didn't work with who we are as a creative person and our creative writing style. Ultimately, the only person who can actually decide what any experience, anything means about you is yourself. And we need to be aware of the conclusions that we're jumping to about ourselves or about what things must mean about us based on these experiences and allow ourselves the opportunity to reframe what these things can mean about us. Nothing holds a meaning other than the meaning that you give it. A quote unquote failed idea, failed business that you attempted to start 
does not mean that you are doomed for your life and can never create a business or be a successful entrepreneur or CEO. Maybe that just wasn't for you. Maybe that didn't align to you. What we subconsciously do when we tell ourselves these stories about what is happening outside of us and what that must mean about us is that we make this a part of our identity. We make it a part of how we view ourselves and what we are capable of, which ultimately will just perpetuate those same experiences again and again because it becomes what we expect from ourselves. We expect ourselves to fail at something because we perceive a past situation that didn't go exactly the way that we wanted it to go as a failure, and then let that mean something about our ability to achieve, our ability to be successful in our goals. Notice where you have been telling yourself these stories and begin to tell yourself a new one. Reframe those old past stories and experiences that you've let define you and that you've let become evidence for something to mean something about you and tell yourself a new story. What could that mean instead? What's a better way to view that experience that doesn't mean anything negatively about you or who you are or what you can become? Decide on a new story to tell yourself. Maybe it's, yeah, I came from this type of upbringing, but that does not define where I get to go. And I will be the first person in my family to graduate from college, to become a successful entrepreneur, to be a millionaire. Where you are now, where you came from does not determine where you can go. And any of your past experiences cannot hold more meaning than you allow it to and do not get to define you and who you get to be now, what you get to achieve now and where you get to go now. If you snapped at somebody you love, does that make you an absolutely bad person? No, maybe you were just having a bad day. We need to be careful of the labels that we latch onto for ourselves. It's so easy for us in that last example to just kind of brush off that experience and decide, no, I'm not a bad person. That was just a bad moment. You just caught me at a bad time. But in other experiences like perceived failures or somewhat traumatic things from our past, we really latch on to those experiences and let them define us moving forward. Which brings me in to my next tip, which is to look at your labels. Look at the ways in which you describe yourself and how you describe the world around you. How do you describe the world to work? How do you describe things to be? Do you say that work is hard? Do you say that the world is out to get you? Do you define or label yourself as an unlikable person or a lazy person or an unsuccessful person or somebody that things don't come easy to, look at how you are labeling things. The way that we describe things, the words that we use to describe ourselves and the world around us and the way that the world works for us does not 
just describe our world. It defines our world. It does not describe what you are observing. It defines what you are continuing to create. The labels you hold are a quick way to uncovering the beliefs that you hold. And your beliefs are what create the reality that you experience. This is why identity work is so powerful because the labels in which we identify ourselves with continue to determine what we are able to achieve or create based on our beliefs of ourselves, our underlying beliefs of what we are able to achieve or create. Again, if you label yourself as a person who things don't come by easily, your subconscious mind is going to filter in that reality to make it your absolute truth. And you will just continue to experience more evidence of that reality that is being created simply based on the belief that you hold about yourself. If you label yourself as a person who is lucky, who things just happen easily for, who everything just always works out for, your subconscious is going to filter in that experience and more evidence, more situations, more things that further show you that to be true in your life. Yet again, this is really where having that present awareness comes really in handy because you're going to want to pick up on what you are labeling in your life and how you are labeling them, how you're labeling the way that you view work or the way that you view how people perceive you, how you label yourself, how you label the way that the world works in general. Again, these labels do not describe what you observe in your reality. They define what you continue to create. If you change your labels, you will change your life. We create our reality on this feedback loop between our thoughts and our feelings. Our thoughts signal to our body how to feel. And then our feelings signal back to our mind how to think. So we create this loop that feeds off of itself. And if we cannot change our labels, our thoughts of the world, we cannot change how we feel about the world or ourselves or people around us. We need to overcome the programming that we currently hold by deciding new ways of seeing things, new labels for how the world works for us, for how we view things in our world, and for how we view our own selves. Our thoughts create our feelings, and our feelings then create more thoughts. And together, our thoughts and our feelings create our internal representation of ourselves, of the world, of everything that we experience. Essentially what this is, is the meaning that we give to things. And remember, nothing has a meaning except for the meaning that you give to it. Our internal representation, the meaning that we are giving to things, that we are allowing things to make us think and feel, changes our state, which is how we be, how we show up, how we're acting. And this changes our behavior, the things that we do, which ultimately creates our results. 
So if you attack change at the stem of it all, you need to go to your labels, the ways that you are describing the world and yourself and the way that things work. This is going to change the way that you completely view, think of, and feel about everything, yourself and your environment included, and it's all going to trickle down from there. You will always resist success if you see yourself as an unsuccessful person, if you see yourself as a failure. On the flip side, if we adopt that new mindset that there is no failure, there is only feedback, and this is how we view the world, and then we begin to label ourselves as a successful person, no matter what is happening in our environment, even if things don't go the way that we want them to go initially, we see our potential, we see ourselves as capable of having the absolute success that we desire. And we take that feedback, we go back to the drawing board and we improve because of it, become better and create something even greater than we had originally planned to create because of these mindsets that we have adopted to support us. Now, to be honest, I had a few more tips, but Once I get talking on these podcasts, they can become so long. So I don't want to make this episode too long. So let me know if you guys want a part two for some of these mindset tips that I've been implementing into my life and really revisiting lately that have been helping me as I embark on this journey through my next recreation of self. I like to, I'm saying that I'm creating Brooke 3.0 right now because The first time I went through all of this, really applying these mindsets and this level of awareness to my life, I felt like I created Brooke 2.0. That's what I called it. (laughs) So now I'm creating Brooke 3.0. So if you guys want more of these tips, let me know and I can definitely make a part two for this. I am also going to be creating something new that really goes along with actually implementing and applying many of the topics that we just discussed and many more. So I have created a wait list so that you can be the first to know as more information comes with this new creation that I'm currently working on. I will be sharing it with you directly to your email. I'll be talking about it here, of course, too, and on my social medias. But if you want to be the first to know and to get in on when this offer becomes available, I will leave the waitlist link to get on that waitlist below in the show notes. So if you are interested in this kind of stuff and implying actually applying these tips into your life and you know not just learning the things but doing the things then definitely get on the wait list so you can be the first to know about what is to come with what I'm creating based on all these teachings that I'm putting myself through yet again I have also opened an extended payment plan for align and attract So this is the longest payment plan I have ever offered. I have decided to open enrollment for the next round early for just a limited time so that anybody who wants to get in 
on the previous price of Align and Attract before it goes up when actual enrollment for this next round opens, you're able to get in, you're able to reserve your spot, and you're able to go on an extended payment plan. You can either pay in full and you'd be paying the price that was available for the last round, or you could go on a payment plan and have the longest available payment plan that I have had available and still lock in that price that the course was with the last launch of the course. When it actually opens up for enrollment, the price is going to go up. So this is just a way for you guys who have been excited about an aligned attract and know that you want to get in to get in early, save your spot and lock in that price before it goes up. And I will also be opening the first few modules. I haven't decided which modules exactly yet, but I'm going to open them early for you guys to get started on as I know people are really eager to get into Align and Attract and get started on that coursework. So I decided that I would make it available sooner and that I would open some modules for you guys to begin working on. So that will be linked below for you as well with more details in the link as well for you to read more about, you know, when the course will actually be opening and all of that. I'll link it all down below. But yes, a lot of exciting things going on right now. I am leave for my solo trip next week. So I'm so excited for that. That's actually where I'm going to be creating this new, this new program that I mentioned earlier that you guys can get on the wait list for now. I'm going to be creating it there in Costa Rica. I'm going to Costa Rica to both just get inspiration to relax, to work on my own personal development and to create some new things. I felt really inspired the last time I was there and I have a lot of new creations working in my mind right now that I just want to go alone and give myself some time and space to just be in full on creation mode and make these new things for you guys. So I'm really excited for that. And if we don't talk between now and then, I am just sending you all the love in the world as usual. And of course, follow along on my social medias. I'll link them all below for you as well. And I'll be taking you along on the entire journey of my solo trip. I've never traveled alone, so I'm really excited to. And I will be taking you guys along every step of the way through my Instagram, through TikTok, and of course through the podcast, but not sure when I will be recording the next podcast episode. We'll definitely be recording some in Costa Rica, but if we don't talk until then, then just follow along through Instagram. (laughs) But I love you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this was helpful for you. If it was... I would love for you to rate and review the podcast. I love reading what you guys have to say. And also, I love when you guys share with me on social media your takeaways, your breakthroughs, anything that you really loved about the podcast episode. It definitely helps me when creating new podcast episodes as well. So, If you feel called to, go ahead and take a screenshot, 
share your biggest takeaway and tag me in it so that I can see and I can repost you and I can talk to you in the DMs. And I will talk to you next time. I'm sending you so much love and good fucking energy. I hope that you have a magical day.